Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Okay, like I said, it is, it's hard for us to believe, but this is, this is the last week of Advent before Christmas uh, Eve, and that means that we are concluding this series, Wonder, tonight. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that it has encouraged you to seek out wonder and awe in these days. Because that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about our need for that. We need it because we have a tendency to kind of rush through these days and to miss all of the beautiful little moments that surround us. We pick up gifts and we decorate and we cook and we clean and we work and we go to school and we attend holiday parties and and we even do stuff up here at the church. And sometimes if we're not careful... We end up doing those things as if they're like obligatory chores that we're trying to check off of our list. Like we're just trying to make it to the end of the year. When what they really are is sacred moments. Moments with family and with friends and moments where we get to experience God. And so if you remember, the first week of the series was Christ the King weekend, Christ the King Saturday. And we talked about how Jesus is a king unlike any we've ever had. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. And we talked about how having that kind of king ought to be something that inspires awe in us, wonder in us. And then two weeks ago, we talked about the shepherds and about how one day they're just doing their job. They're out in the field tending to their flock And all of a sudden, a great chorus of angels appears to them. And the angels say, we're bringing good news. The Christ child is being born in Bethlehem. And the shepherds are in wonder. And then they immediately drop what they're doing, and they go to Bethlehem. They they don't hesitate. They go all in. And if you remember, we talked about our need to do the same thing that we need to be a people who go all in with whatever it is God has for us this month. Because we believe that whatever it is will undoubtedly be wonderful because that's who our God is. Well, this week, uh, we're we're concluding this series and what we're going to do is we're going to pick up exactly where we left off. We're going to see the rest of the shepherd's story. So if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and pull those out. We're going to be back in Luke chapter 2. Uh, picking up at verse 16 through 20. This is what it says. So they, the shepherds, went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Okay, so the shepherds meet these angels. And they hear that Christ is being born, that Jesus is coming to earth. And so they rush off to see Mary and Joseph. And on their way, they tell everybody they encounter. They're telling the world about their experience with these angels. Our scripture says, uh, they made known what had been told to them, and all who heard it were amazed. 
And you know what I love about the scripture? I love that they even tell Mary. I mean, she's the one who had the baby. So it would have made sense for them to think, you know what? She probably knows this baby's special. She, she's probably aware. Maybe of all people, we don't need to inform her. But they do. And scripture says she treasured it in her heart. She pondered those words. I love this text because I love that the shepherds just couldn't help themselves. They're excited. They're fired up. In fact, even as they leave, it says they go off and they're glorifying and praising God. These men, these shepherds, they truly embody our word for today. It's the word that, that our candle for tonight represents. It's, it's our assisting pastor tonight. It's a word we need more of in our lives. It's joy. The shepherds are perfect examples of joy for us. Now, first things first, I, I want to be clear that joy is not something that we need to conflate with happiness. Because they are different things. Happiness is dependent on your circumstances. Things are going well at work, so you're happy. You find a $20 bill in the coat that you haven't worn since last winter, that's a great feeling. So you're happy. Luka Doncic is playing out of his mind right now, and the Mavericks are looking really good. So I'm happy. Joy, on the other hand, is independent of circumstances. Doesn't matter how the Mavericks are doing. Because joy knows that in good times and bad times, we always have Jesus. That's a circumstance that never changes. Happiness is an emotional response. It's something that just kind of bubbles up in us, springs up in us when we're having a good day or, or some, we have you know, some fortune or the weather's nice. But joy is different. Joy is an act of the will. The great writer and theologian Henry Nouwen uh, once said, joy doesn't simply happen to us. We have to choose joy, and we have to choose joy every day. Happiness is about having what you want. We get a raise at work. We get a new car. We get the Christmas present that we've been wanting. We get the thing that we desire, and we feel happy. But joy is the reverse. Joy is about wanting what you already have. Joy is a deep contentment that knows that what we have is enough because we've already received the greatest gift of all in Jesus. And all of that is why happiness is temporary. It's fleeting. It comes and it goes. But joy, the joy of the Lord, it's eternal. It sticks with us. It is always there for us to fall back on. Now look, having joy, having the joy of the Lord, that does not necessarily mean that we're going to feel like we're walking on a cloud at all times. Joy is not some state of perpetual bliss. But here's what joy is. Joy is the knowledge that we are a people who have hope always. Again, because we know that we have a God that loved us so much, he became one of us in the form of a baby born to two young parents, 
that the shepherds met that day. Happiness and joy are different because joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is a gift that comes from being in relationship with God. And so with all that being said, Christians ought to be the most joyful people on earth. And yet, if we're being brutally honest with ourselves tonight, I'm not sure that's always the first thing that people think of when they think of Christians. Unfortunately, I think we live in a culture where people sometimes view the church or faith or religion as rigid and frankly just kind of boring. Like I can't tell y'all how many times I've been having a conversation with someone and, and then they find out that I'm a pastor and all of a sudden their whole demeanor changes. And it's like I'm the fun police. They think that I'm gonna like catch them in their next sin and suck all the joy out of them. It's, I'm sure a lot of our pastors can relate to that experience. Unfortunately, it is a common perception for a lot of people. Take Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., for example. Uh, he's known as, he's widely considered to be one of, if not the greatest Supreme Court justice of all time in American history. In fact, the Journal of Legal Studies says that Holmes is the third most cited American legal scholar uh, in, of the 20th century. As you can see, he also has the number one greatest mustache in history. I would, I would love that. Y'all laugh because you've seen me try before. Well, Oliver was a member of the, the United States Supreme Court for over 30 years, uh, presided over many, many historic rulings. Uh, but once he was being interviewed toward the end of, of his career, he was being interviewed about his life and about his, his career. And the reporter said, uh, Mr. Holmes, if, if you could have done something different, if you didn't go to law school, if you didn't become a judge, if you didn't eventually rise to the United States Supreme Court, what do you think you would have done? What career path might you have taken? And this was his response, his famous response. He said, I might have entered the ministry if certain clergymen I knew had not looked and acted like joyless undertakers. <laughs> I'll tell you what, as a pastor, that stings. And I worry that maybe he has a point. Like maybe the reason that people don't always associate joy with Christianity is because we're not showing it off enough. We're not as vocal about our joy as the shepherds in our scripture are. Like for some reason, we don't wear our joy on our sleeves. We don't outwardly express the good news that's within us. And you know, I've thought about this all week, and this is probably not the best thing to do as a preacher, but I, I don't know why. I cannot figure out a good reason why we do that. I don't know if we're just trying to play it cool. I don't know if, if we're afraid of looking silly. But I do know that we're supposed to be a people who live loudly. We are supposed to be a people who make our joy known like the shepherds do. And I know that not only because we see it in our scripture, but it's also what Jesus told us to do. In Matthew 5, Jesus is talking to a crowd, and this is what he says. He says, you disciples, you're the light of the world. And a city built on a hill can't be hid. People don't light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. Rather, they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others 
so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. Jesus says that we, all those, all of us who claim him as, as our Savior, as all of us who say that we are followers, we are bearers of light, which means that we are meant to shine out all of the things that these candles right here represent. Hope and peace and love and joy. We're not meant to, to keep those things hidden under a basket. It's like Jesus says, we're meant to put that light on a stand, that joy on a stand, to lift it high, let the world see it. We're supposed to share our joy. You know, I love the way that the message version translates our scripture. After the shepherds have met uh, Jesus and talked to Mary and Joseph about their experience with the angels, this is what it says. It says, the shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they'd heard and seen. I love that. They let loose. They let loose their joy. They didn't try to contain it. They didn't try and tamp it down. They didn't try and play it cool. And I think that's what we're supposed to do too. We're supposed to live our lives like the shepherds. We're supposed to live our lives like Cooper. I want to show y'all a, a video of something that happened two years ago during one of our Christmas Eve services. Uh, as you know, we have the Advent wreath, and each week we light a candle in recognition of one of the things that Christ brings about an Advent. Uh, but on the 24th, we light all of the candles, ending with the center candle, the Christ candle. Uh, every year in our children's service, we have a family do it, a family that has young kids. And it's always this really sweet, sacred moment, always a really cool thing. Well, in 2021, a couple of years ago, it was the Zajac family. And their youngest son, Cooper, stole the show. Let's watch. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ, our hope. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our love. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our joy. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ, the Prince of Peace. We light this candle to proclaim Jesus Christ is born. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Okay. I should have had Cooper come today, honestly. I'm just realizing that now. Uh, okay, I show you that video for two reasons. Uh, I want you to see two things. First, I want you to see how bold Cooper is with his joy. He doesn't hold back at all. He lets loose. In fact, I love that he takes a, a couple of breaths just to like really tee it up. 
Like he wants to make sure he's got the lung capacity to really belt it out. And then the second reason that I show you that video is because I want you to see how infectious Cooper's joy was. He, he, he doesn't hold back, and because of that, it fills the whole sanctuary instantly. As soon as he finishes saying, Christ our joy, everybody erupts, and they laugh, and they clap, and, and two years later, so did we. Because his joy, his excitement was infectious. We experienced it because he experienced it. And I think he was just like those shepherds letting loose the joy that was inside them, telling everyone they came across about what they'd experienced, about this Christ child they were going to see. And that's, you know, that's the great thing about kids. They're not afraid to let people see their joy. They're never too cool to get fired up about even like the smallest little joys of life. And I watched that video, and, and I watched videos on YouTube of kids getting like, like broccoli or a banana wrapped up. And I watched these kids, and I, I wish I was more like that. I wish I wore my joy on my sleeve a little more. I wish I stopped worrying about what others think so much. I wish I was more like Cooper. And here's why. I think that, that living our joy out loud like that is genuinely one of the most effective ways we have of spreading the gospel. Mother Teresa once said that joy is a net of love by which we catch souls. And that's the story of our scripture. We have these shepherds who are overwhelmed with joy. They're letting loose. They're casting out their nets to anyone who would listen. And that's remarkable. Because keep in mind that shepherding was a lowly job at this time. In fact, many people would have viewed shepherds as vagrants and criminals. Because oftentimes the land that they would graze their flocks on wasn't their land. They didn't have permission to, to, to use it. So that's the perception of shepherds. And yet God decides that it's going to be this group of lowly shepherds who will go about proclaiming the good news. They'll be the ones to tell the world that the Christ child has been born. If you think about it, the shepherds are the first evangelists in history. They're the first people to go out and tell others about Jesus. And so let's look at how they do it. They do it with a sense of awe and wonder and joy. And I really do believe that is one of the greatest, most effective ways that we can share the gospel and, and share the wonder of Advent. Look, that, that giant joy sign that we have on 1709, uh, it's great. But I think that it pales in comparison to the effect that you can have when you let people see your joy. I think it, it is nothing compared to what you can do when you share your joy with somebody. That is powerful. That is even louder than a 15-foot massive red light-up sign on, on the road. And so the challenge for us tonight is to go out and to do the same thing the shepherds did, the same thing Cooper did, to live out loud, to put our joy on display, to put our light on a lampstand and let it shine, to let loose 
to cast our nets of love. Because every year, we spend the entire month of December preparing ourselves for the incarnation, for the birth of Jesus Christ. And so we, we hang lights everywhere and we put up trees and we set out nativity scenes and all of it points to the same incredible world-altering good news that had those shepherds rejoicing 2,000 years ago. What brought them joy should still be bringing us joy. What left them in a sense of awe and wonder, that should still be the same for us. Nothing's changed. Because born for us in the city of David was a savior named Jesus. And because he was born and because he lived and because he taught us and because he died, because of all of it, everything's going to be okay. We're in relationship with God. Because of Christmas, our lives aren't contingent on our circumstances. We don't live bouncing from one moment of, of fleeting happiness to the next because we don't have just happiness. We have joy. And we have Jesus. 2,000 years ago, there was a baby placed in a manger, born to two young parents who were just trying to do their best. And that baby changes absolutely everything. He truly is a wonder. He is Christ our King. He is Christ our peace. He is Christ our hope. He is Christ our joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for every single thing that you have done, every, every way that you have spoken to us and moved in this church and in our lives and our families over this season of Advent. Lord, I pray as, as we head into this, this last week, as we continue to prepare ourselves for, for Christmas Day, Lord, help us to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to open our minds to whatever it is you have for us. God, we know that we get in such a rush and we miss those little moments of hope and those little moments of peace and those little moments of love and those little moments of joy. God, help us to spend the next few days not missing them, but savoring them, appreciating them. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we are not a people that have to bounce from one thing that makes us happy to the next because we have a joy that lasts. And it's because of you, it's because of your son who you gave to us in the form of a vulnerable little baby placed in an animal's feeding trough, given for us. Lord, you became one of us so that you would know what it was to be human and you laughed with us, and you cried with us, and you died for us. Jesus, we don't want to take that for granted. And so tonight, Lord, as we sing this final song, may we do it with a sense of awe and wonder and joy. And may we go from this place and share that joy with anybody who will listen. Will we let loose, let us cast our nets to anyone who would hear it. 
Lord, may we put our light on a lampstand. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.